yeah, hit record first, then... That's it. Hey, I'm, I'm sorting it out. Strum it, Will. You stick to your job. G'day beer lovers and welcome to The Antidote, a series of special episodes of Brews News Live. I'm your host, Pete Mitchum. In this series, we hope to engage with the beer community to share their insights, get some ideas and strategies and to provide an online gathering place. It's a virtual beer garden and we welcome you all. Today, we catch up with Steve Finney from WA's Other Side Brewing and we chat marketing with Zoe Ottaway. And I'm joined each day by my Brews News Week co-host and good mate, Matt Kierkegaard. G'day, Matt. G'day, Pete. How are you today? Uh, not too bad. Um... In breaking news, I just heard uh, just before we went on here, <laughs> Victoria Police today issued nine breach notices. So, oh. um, it, it, which is good because I'm I'm glad that there's consequences for people's irresponsible actions. But it's a little bit disappointing that um, they were required that people still aren't getting the message that you know if you don't need to be you know, stay home unless you know you, you tick one of those four boxes. One of which I wouldn't have thought. But also issued a ten thousand dollar fine today to uh, a massage parlor. So not a very happy ending for them. What, <laughs> just how do you? What? I'm just trying to think what's what's two meters long that you could use to anyway. Um, but there you go. So yeah, we're into what are we? Day eight, Matt. No, oh, mate, sorry, it, we're it, day we're, day eight, day, okay. day ten of uh, of um, confined to barracks, but. Uh, Eighth episode of eighth episode the of the antidote, and mate, can you believe it? I, I got an email just before we went on air from uh, our producer, our of our regular schedule, um, Joe, um, saying, uh, "You know, um, what do you want in the show notes for tomorrow?" And I thought, Jesus, it's Thursday again. I, I, it just the, the week is just disappearing. It, it, it's it's frenetic activity. It's things are changing so quickly. It's just really going on. Um, you know, just happening. So very, very quickly. I can't believe that the, the week has disappeared. Yeah, well, like I said, I think it was on the first episode of The Antidote, which seems, you know, like eight episodes ago now, but uh, almost 10 days ago. But just sort of saying that um, red thoughts into green thoughts, every day's Friday. There's there's no weekend. <laughs> there's, you know, there's no Monday. Um, so, but yeah, I was a bit surprised. Uh, it was only, I guess, what I was outside um, picking some tomatoes out that have grown on the path out in the, the front yard and uh, noticed the bins are out and I thought, oh, Jesus, Wednesday already. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. And most of the time that Brews News has operated, I work from home, as you know, um, and it was only about 15, 16 months ago um, that as I had sort of a couple of permanent staff members um, in, the, in the same city that we looked at just getting a little shared office. And just as one of those... Um, things that we all, you know, we, we can share about working from home, you know, to, to actually go into the office. It was a really nice break between home and office. And I think a lot of people are finding that, that when you're working from home, you're either always at work or always at home, depending on your, your mindset. And now that I've been back at home for, you know, after getting used to being in their office and getting used to that social uh, um, contact um, every day, it, it feels really hard. So I'm finding that adjustment a little bit hard and that's contributing to this, um, you know, like being in an airport, you never know what time, or, or a casino, you never know what time of day or what day it is because it's uh, everything stays the same. Exactly. And it really does show that we are very much at our very, the core of our humanity is we are social 
animals. Absolutely, we, 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 we do need our we need our pack. We do, we do. And, and, and for a second there, I thought you were about to tease an ad for you know, like a, a, a pack of beer or something like that. But I realised we don't have any advertisers for this little show, so I thought that was a brilliant segue. Um, and just on that, Pete, one of the things I, I did hear from uh, somebody in the industry today who just wanted to ring up and sort of uh, you know check in, um, but also thank us uh, for the antidote, saying that you know. When we started it, we weren't sure exactly what it was going to be, or you know, we, we had an idea for it and whether it was going to be received or anything. But uh, you know, th- th- this person did call to say, "Look, you know, really enjoying it. It's a, it's nice to hear what other people are doing. It's nice to hear other people's experiences." And the thing that really resonated with me was he said that, um, you know, you guys, you can tell that you guys are, you know up a bit, down a bit as the day goes along because it is a very trying situation. And just even hearing that, that it's not just all light and sunshine and all of those things, that, you know, everyone's a little bit up, a little bit down, um, and that means something that, you know, we are sharing, you know, that it's an experience that we are sharing and none of us are in this alone and none of us are sort of, you know, our our own feelings and our own experience isn't, um, you know, unique. Yeah, that's right. Uh, obviously, one person who is having a unique experience is Dave Padden, because we did tease out that we were going to have Dave on tonight, and he's um, he's pulled the pin again. Um, yeah, look, I, I, and I, yeah, I, I don't want to sort of call it, um, you know, say suggest he's pulled the pin, but he did contact because you know, it, struggling to to work out, um, you know, what was you know, our buzzword is pivot, um, you know, sort of struggling to or struggling to adapt his business to what they need to do, and that's obviously taking a lot of time. And so, yeah, so he um, he he did acknowledge, and you know, when I sort of checked in to sort of make sure that everyone was okay, yeah, he sort of acknowledged that it's it's, it's pretty rough, um, but you know that with bottle shops open, that does help them, um, and it's just sort of making sure that you know I'm sure there's a million if it's anything like my day, and I imagine it's multiples of that. There's a million things he needs to do, but we certainly have have um we, we you know a, a great substitute for him and it was someone else who was on our um list of people to call anyway so uh but before we do that i've got another breaking news um story pete and it's it, it's some... <laughs> now it's, it's, it's literally Go. only come in and i don't know the um it looks like a legitimate news source like not a not a dodgy one um but I haven't had a chance to, to check it, so I'll just sort of put it in that context. But there's been a story out of Scotland the, uh, that Brewdog, um, which has generated a lot of coverage um, for... It was one of the first breweries to really make a big splash with making hand sanitizer, um, And... Uh, and yes. made a big deal of... Like, their marketing point was that they were going to donate it to local area hospitals, I think. Key workers and charities, um, and more than hundred thousand yeah. bottles, and none of, you know, and not having a go at them or anything. You know, Brewdog, we've got a bit of a history, but um, the, the the story has gone line that none of the hand sanitizer given to NHS National Health Service Grampian, which is apparently their hospital district, is currently being used as it does not yet meet the stringent requirements required for a medical environment. Um, so, like, I, I don't think they've um, uh, canned it um, as such, but being a hospital they're putting in some very, very uh, strict guidelines um, around the use. And I'd actually sat down with the Brews News team when, you know, as we often do with our editorial meetings, when we get stories in and we, we talk about it, we talk about what it means, how we'll cover it, you know, who, who we speak to, and then also just sort of the, the, the story itself. And when we first started getting the, um, you know, 
breweries shifting to sanitizer production, um, my first thought, well, this is a therapeutic good. Can you just do that? And there have been a bit of a relaxation around it, um, you know, around the guidelines. But again, you know, I, I, again, I, I, and I'm just sort of speculating, and this has to be taken in that um, in, in that context because one of the reasons we don't report on it is that we want to know that a you know that if we if we cover it and sort of say isn't this awesome that people are pivoting to hand sanitizer that the hand sanitizer is going to actually do what hand sanitizer normally does and um, anyway so yeah so I, I just sort of put that out there because it is you know it, everyone is moving very quickly they're adapting their businesses but we need to be very mindful of the the, the whole environment that we we we're, we're doing that in and, and anyway yeah so. Yeah, it's also one for twenty twenty, so you hope it's not an April Fool's Day. Uh, yeah, tomfoolery. Uh, You'd hope not, but it, it, it's still worth checking out. Actually, yeah, because I would have thought too that look, I guess it's they've done really well in term, from my point of view, getting it done so quickly and turned around so quickly. Now, presumably they haven't just said, ah, oh, grab a bottle of hand sanitizer. What are the ingredients? Okay, let's make that. Presumably, they you create some sort of recipe. Also, I guess hospitals aren't in the business of receiving free gifts and then just using, and, you know, dispersing them to their patients. And, and, and I suspect that so they would I, be. I, I do understand there's some sort of testing. They would be holding it to a higher yeah. clinical level, as you would hope a hospital would. But the, the fact that they're doing that does sort of raise, you know, like again, I don't know what concentration of alcohol you would need to sort of um, kill your hands. And you know, when you look at the debate That's over over whether masks are effective or not, um, you know, and and the, the various medical opinions. Um, you know, me, I'm well, washing well, my also hands. Also, COVID-19 is, is quite a different beast to your general bacteria. Um, mm. You know, a virus can it can uh, attach itself to, to a bacteria. Yep. So I think your sanitizer is probably a little bit different to, like soapy hand washing is basically ridding yourself of of the virus, yeah, of, and of, of various virus. Well, out of um, my um, area mm. of expertise on this one, so anyway, we, we, which is why we sit down yeah, and decide exactly. whether or not we, we we just sort of jump in and cover this, or whether we look uh, a little bit more deeply into it. But anyway, uh, our uh, first guest. We, we, I suggest we follow that up for Bruce News Week tomorrow. So dial those digits, and I'll introduce Steve Finney, who many of our uh, listeners will. Remember, um, who I guess made his chops. I'm, I'm going to assume he was a, a little creatures guy because he's from WA, but uh, <laughs> Feral Brewing Company, obviously. That's where he gained the, his, uh, his in, real in the fame. Most recent past, and now with uh, with Other Side Brewing, and he came across our uh, our radar, I guess, because of the Plan C, the affordable ale. Not just for the fact that it was a great idea, it was a great community effort in terms of collaborating with their suppliers, but also because they did it so damn quick. And so we thought it'd be great to have a chat to Steve and work out how they did it because there might be some other guys out there doing it a little bit tough and, and kind of looking at the end of a dark tunnel. Uh, let's pop a bit of a light at it. That light at, at the other end is Steve Finney. G'day, Steve. G'day, guys. How are you going? Very well. Good, mate. Good. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. So Pete, Pete seems a little bit surprised that you were there when he threw to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said two ten, so two ten it was. Oh no, no, but he he doesn't because he's a, he doesn't know what's going on. So I'm mixing the desk up in Brisbane, and he was filling, and I think it was a bit of a dive into the dark about whether he said welcome, Steve Finney, whether you'd be there. So uh, anyway, but Steve, welcome to uh, welcome to uh, the antidote. Ah, uh, thanks for having me on, Pete. <laughs> you there? Yeah. Well, no, go, Matt. Oh, okay. So, sorry. Um, 
Mate, how's things? How's things going on the uh, on the West Coast? Um, look, I'm not going to say that things haven't been tough over the last couple of weeks. I think, um, you know, ultimately plans uh, have sort of changed daily. Um, and I think that's, you know, obviously across the whole industry. And, um, yeah, it's had to, having to come up with new ways to do new things and make sure there's beer being brewed and beer being sold and beer being purchased. And because just tell us a little bit about other side because you've got a couple of venues you've got a you've got a hospitality um, attached to the brewery but then you've also got the the, the great music venue down at uh, Fremantle so tell us about you know how how the business ha- you know what the impacts were on the business first of all and we'll talk a little bit about how you're adapting. Yeah, so we um, at the uh, the brew pub uh, down in Myree. Um, it's a you know, production facility site. Um, at the front, there's a, a little tap room, which is uh, is mostly sort of visited by locals, sort of Thursday through to Sunday. Uh, really, really good, tidy little business. Uh, pretty easy to run. Uh, just needs a couple of staff with a you know a couple of people in a food truck. Um, obviously, that's you know all basically uh, closed down now. Actually, I'm currently running it as a liquor store myself. And you're um, there now because you, you you told me when we teed you up to, for, for for the chat that you may have to put the phone down and serve customers. Yeah, that's right. Um, just doing, I guess everyone's doing what they can um, and just making sure the doors are open for you know, any of those locals that, that aren't ordering online um, are able to still, you know, head on down and, and grab a six-pack or a carton. Uh, then outside of the uh, the Myree Brew House is uh, Fremantle Social, and Frio Social is really um, a venue that that brings all the company ethoses together. We're uh, you know ultimately we're we're all about beer, music, art, uh, and creativity, and you know that's that's really the uh, you know the, the venue that that is other side. Um, you know it's a, a 950 person live music venue. Uh, a little 500 litre brew kit down there as well, um, and you know we've we've totally closed that up now. Steve, well done on the um, the application and the quick, um, you know, uh, way you turned around the uh, the Plan C, the affordable ale. Talk us through the um, the process through that. Um, so really, uh, it kind of came about with the, uh, the, the week that the, uh, the hospitality venues were shut down. And uh, as you can imagine, the morales around the place were pretty, uh, pretty low. Um, and there was a lot of uncertainty around the brewery um, as to, you know, one, can we stay open? Can we keep operating? Um, so we kind of just got together as a team uh, and came up and sort of hatched out a plan to um, ultimately we'd, We'd run through Plan A, Plan B, and we're on to Plan C. Um, so that name <laughs> sort of stuck around. Um, but yeah, it was really about bringing the team together, um, and it was also about utilising uh, some brand new sort of tanks that we've we've just installed. And ultimately, 50% of our volumes tap beer. Uh, so with that 50% uh, sort of cut overnight, just looking at sort of creative ways in. And way that you know ways that I can keep my employees working um, and uh, keep as many people as I possibly can in a job uh, to get through to I guess the other side. Yeah, and I, I can imagine that there must have been 
like in this sort of situation, the last thing on anyone's mind would be, okay, let's create a new product. Let's, you know, try to get something off the ground. It's more a case of, my God, what do we do with the stock that we've got? Oh, the stuff in kegs and the stuff in tank, we've got to turn that into bottles and cans, not kegs. Um, it must have been, I think, a great, I guess, a mental stimulus um, to give everyone... I guess, a sense of purpose and a bit of a project and, and something to do to not to take their minds off it, but to, to kind of feel like, okay, we're, we're battling the foe. Yeah, it, it really has. I mean, you know, I guess on the, on the Friday night, it was actually just a, uh, a, a bit of an idea uh, that we sort of had over a, a few beers. And uh, by Saturday, I'd been in contact with our uh, designers over at Block Branding. Um, and, you know, by Monday morning, we kind of had, uh, this this brand and uh, I guess a tone behind it, which, funnily enough, I guess also evolved because you know I think originally we we sort of were having a bit of light-hearted fun uh, about the situation and as everyone knows, every day just got a little bit more and more real and uh, I guess the tone has uh, sort of changed uh, or the brand sort of personality has changed along with that uh, to something that we uh, get get out of tank next week. Steve, yeah, Matt and I often... Uh, sorry, sorry you go, Pete. No, 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 you go. I was just going to say quickly that uh, Matt and I have often spoken about and, and touched on the fact that WA is the world's most isolated capital. And in this time of isolation, I'm guessing that's even, you know, more sharply focused. Is it any different over there? Like, oh, talk us through, I guess, you know, are, are you guys all banding together as WA, either, you know, venues, uh, hospo, uh, breweries bars that sort of thing is it talk, talk us through what you're what you're going through yeah i guess we're just uh we're just doing as 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 best we can um i guess in the current climate so i i didn't expect that at wa would still be the same as uh as same as anywhere else where you know we're ultimately um under the same sort of lock lockdowns or uh you know curfews as such um i think today uh it goes a little bit further in wa where they've now split uh, WA into regions uh, so you know we're living in Perth we're not allowed down to uh, I think it's about 60 k's uh, south is as far as we're allowed it's a, a new border and I think about 60 k's north is a is class as a border as well so they they are tightening stuff up quite considerably um, but I think you know, I think today the cases were down to maybe nine in WA so they're they're sort of uh, well, I think we're tracking okay um, the best we can. Steve, when it came time to, to um, do Plan C, did you repurpose a beer that was already in the tank or did you sit down with the team and think, you know, what's a beer that will be useful and uh, you know, will, will sell well at the market? Talk, talk us through the process that you went through to actually create the beer first of all and you know, was it purely in response to, to what was going on? Yeah, it was absolutely like 100% purely in response. It wasn't something that we had in tank. Uh, funnily enough, I did have a, a couple of 60 hectares tanks full of festive ale, and uh, and you know just from a, putting a brand hat on, um, you know, wanted to make, make sure that you know, one, this isn't any way of a cash grab. It's 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 really about getting my team through, you know, to the other side. And uh, you know, I think part of that collaboration was and. Um, where we ended up with was, you know, we wanted the t every team to be involved. So, you know, that even trickled, that trickled down through to creating a new uh, recipe. Uh, I mean, Reese creates a new recipe every week for Frio Social. Um, and we, you know, something every month out of, uh, out of our experimental range. So 
he can turn around a recipe pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was, you know, it was a collab across our team. So, you know, making sure we did have the brewers involved, we did have uh, the, the band team involved, uh, communication team, and, and really tried to pull every, everybody together. And, and how about once you sort of had the beer, you had the beer in tank, um, the, the design, you know, all of those sorts of things, did you, did you, was it all purely internal or did you have a, uh, you know, have, have external people come in and work with you? Um, no, it was very much all, all internal, I guess, from, a, um, from the actual design perspective. Um, that was done by our external agency block. Um, who I've worked with, you know, going all the way back to uh, when I did the rebrand at Feral, um, you know, moved away from the, the hog jumping out of the green label. Um, so, you know, we've, we've kind of worked closely together and I think that we've put something together that's, you know, I guess just for, it's for now. It's not something that's going to be ongoing. Um, you know, I, I don't see the value in selling just cheap product, but, you know, we do understand that at this time, such a huge, a huge part of, uh, I guess, our consumer base is currently you know, being laid off. They don't have jobs. So we just still want to try and get a affordable beer to them uh, whilst keeping our cogs, our cogs turning. Having said that, though, Steve, I think there's a, a feeling around the traps that, you know, when we do come out of this, that uh, perhaps you know, craft or independent or what people would consider, you know, more a luxury item is perhaps not going to be the first thing that people are going to rush out to, to I guess, restock. Um, so is there, a, is, is there a thinking that, yeah, okay, maybe we do need to, you know, reset the metre a little bit in terms of, of pricing? Um, I don't think so. I mean, the last two weeks is, you know, originally when, you know, this, you know, was hatched, it was kind of thought along the lines of, you know, maybe we, Maybe we do have to get a more budget beer out, but it's you know again it's not something that we're looking to do for a, a long term or long length of period. It's just to um, you know keep uh, say it again, keep the wheels turning. Um, and it was I guess working on a bit more of a you know I could I could be going out to people and asking whether they want to be you know contract brewing and and uh, canning you know through our systems, but uh, this this felt like a, a better better option than doing that and it also was just is you know it was really about bringing our team and and you know bringing that building that team culture yeah and i'm sure mate that'll take you um like stand you in good stead when this is all over so well done on that thanks mate mate in addition to that you've also uh, moved towards uh delivery or d d direct to consumer retail um stuff how have you found that was that something you did specifically because of this or was this um something you've been looking at for a while yeah look i know um i know um i know you've done a couple of pieces on it recently um especially about you know when uh when garage project launched into australia with their own you know sort of online shop um, it was. It's always been sort of a, um, something that we've been sort of looking at and, and thinking about doing. It was kind of one of those things, I guess, that was always pushed to the back of the pile, and there was always uh, something a little bit more important to be doing. Um, but you know, obviously, with the uh, latest restrictions, it's it's you know it's become an important part in our business uh, in the last two and a half weeks that we've been we've been running uh, running the shop. 
Have, have you heard anything from some of your customers about, you know, they, they see it as competition or are they just sort of understanding that, you know, that this is a business that's doing its best in a really difficult yeah. time? I mean, I think um, I think generally it's been pretty uh, pretty well taken by the, the, the retail trade. Um, you know, I guess with, you know, Plan C, um, as an example, uh, I, I went to the guys at, at Liquor Barons, uh, which is a... No, a, a co-op of 63-plus uh, independent liquor stores in WA. Uh, so it was all well and good to have a uh, have a new product, but how do you really drive distribution of it at this time? Um, and you know, I sort of had, had made it pretty clear that we're not the. You know, there was also going to be um, a small amount for our our online shop. Um, but that first allocation of, of stock, that Empire first brew, um, I think it was 500 out of 550 18-packs, um, you know, were taken by the group and are fully aware of the online store, um, but they also, they also, you know, have seen that and you know, acknowledge that we've had to adapt uh, to make sure that we, we get through to the other side of this Nice plug for the business there, mate. On that note, we better let you get back to uh, uh, moving some units, mate. So we were hoping that we might get the uh, the little sound of the you know the the bell on the door, and you'd, and you'd have to stop, and Matt and I'd have to uh, pad out. But uh, no, I've I've actually had to walk outside. I'm walking around in the car park. The boys have got Nirvana blasting inside. It's kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a different place at the moment. It's uh, it's actually quite fun. So. No, I totally understand. Uh, mate, Steve Finney from Other Side, thanks very much for joining us on The Antidote. Thanks for having me, guys. Stay well, mate. All right. See you, mate. See you, guys. Excellent. There we go. Um, yeah, look, some, uh, and, and this is part of the point, Matt. One of the, I guess, the main reason that we wanted to do The Antidote was to share some of those stories uh, rather than, you know, it's very easy to kind of immerse ourselves in gloom and doom. But if there's people out there who are going, right, we've got an opportunity rather than a um, you know, a, a hurdle, um, what do we do? And to share those those ideas. So really interesting the way that um, they were able to get it up and running so quickly. Um, I wonder whether, you know, when this is all over, do we take, spend as much time? Do we do as many focus groups and as many rewrites and whatever? You know, is it going to be easier for us to, I guess, come to the market with new products? It'll be interesting to see. We'll see, but, you know, like... When I was meant to be in Western Australia last week for, was it last week? God, we've moved so quickly. I think it was last week um, for the um, IBD conference. Steve was on my list of people that I wanted to catch up with for a beer as a conversation because he's one of us, you know, he, he's one of the guys that, you know, anything that he has to say, I'm going to listen very intently to um, because there's a lot of thought behind it and he's, uh, you know, worked for some of the, the, the big brands. So it's always good to hear from him. Now, yeah. Pete, someone else who it's always good to hear from. Is Zoe Ottaway, and I was yeah, you know, I was going to uh, mention before that you know I, I hope that um, that Dave Padden hadn't Zoe'd us, um, <laughs> sort of just got a better offer, but he was actually busy. So oh, she can hear me. Oh, she's on. Gosh, uh, Zoe Ottaway. One time, I think it's at least twice. One time, and you're just scarred for life. <laughs> You've been on everyone else's podcast, but ours recently, Miss Ottaway. Any chance I get to talk marketing and beer, I jump at. So um, yes, I, I always appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> How have you been anyway? It's been, it, it has been far too long. Yeah, it really has been. It's yeah, good to hear you guys' voice again. Um, no, I'm doing good today. Uh, I think like everyone, I'm having some pretty drastic highs and lows. And um, yeah, no, today's a good day. Yesterday, 
um, I accidentally left a tissue in a pocket through the wash and that broke me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the advice is so, yeah, you throw your tissues out straight away and wash normal. your hands. <laughs> That's right. Don't so, tissues. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty um, – but, yeah, I, I am – uh, well, I think on on day ten or eleven of self isolation, so yeah, that's kind of just starting to balance out a bit now, and yeah, just just doing good. I, I am appreciating my freedom. Um, I think that's probably the thing that is kind of hitting me the most, like getting, you know, and the limited threats to my freedom at the moment, and just how how that's. Re- made it a reaction in me um just yeah when things get back to normal i'll yeah be very a lot more appreciative of you know how good we really really do have it in in, in terms of the working from home thing and the the, the self-isolation pete and i talked about it at the start of the of the program and i find it very easy to fall into a pattern where you're always at work um and and not you know getting a, a barrier between the two how are you managing that well, that's the, the ironic thing. Life is laughing at me. Um, <laughs> I was very, so um, I guess some listeners would know that I was working for myself for um, a couple of years and I finished up there at the end of the year because as much as I loved the work we were doing and the part that the clients we were doing with, I really missed being part of a team and just being in the heart of it all, whether it was a brewery or a winery, like there's just something so special about being like really in the heartbeat of one of those brands and about a week and a half before everything really went like well, to shit um yeah I started working with Brick Lane Brewery here in Melbourne and um yeah so I got a taste of being back in the in the office and in a brewery and yeah then I'm back here at home working from my kitchen table again so yeah. <laughs> I've had more but, days working from home than at the brewery so yeah I'm, I'm adapting back to the and uh, as you were saying earlier in the in the piece, Matt, that um, it is different and it's not easy. Like, and I think the people that are doing it for the first time, like be kind to yourself. It's, it is a different routine and it can yeah. feel like 24 seven and you really do have to, I find what helps is to set like a, a work to do list and a personal to do list and be like, aware that the two will cross over in the day. Like you're not going to sit there and do eight hours of work, but then you always have got to be honest with yourself that if you were in an office, you wouldn't be doing eight hours of nonstop work either. Like you, you get up and go somewhere for lunch and you go and get a coffee in the morning and you talk Don't to tell someone my about stuff that Zoe. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so when you're at home, if you get distracted for a little bit, like let yourself have that distraction. It's okay, but just make sure yeah. you can pull yourself back in. But yeah, just be kind to yourself. Working from home is not as easy as well, I think a lot of people just assume it is. So yeah, yeah you learn as you go. Jackpot too for those who commute to and from work. Uh, all of a sudden might have, you know, between anything from, you know, an hour to three hours extra extra time to mm. either to oh, sleep in yeah. or to walk around the block, at, you know, after dinner or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are someone like that, use that time for you because before that was your time. It wasn't work time. So invest in your mental health in that time. As you said, like go for a walk, do something that just makes your day that little bit easier because you've spent that time on you because it it is so easy and I definitely, um, you know, it's a bit different when you are working for yourself, but it is like I'd be up at seven o'clock and started on the emails and, you know, at 9pm at night I was still, you know, doing something and it, you really do need to just, you know, set yourself some boundaries of when to stop. So, yeah, if you've got travel time back, use that to listen to a podcast, go for a walk, um, especially in today's world, like every day is so a little bit more crazy. So, yeah, make sure you're looking after yourselves. 
And now, it's a little bit ironic, Zoe, that um, on the on the while we're talking about isolation, um, the first thing I guess that your first major project back in the big leagues is um, a beer called Altogether. Yeah, yeah, we um, announced that today, and you know, just even on a personal level, it's so great to be able to be a part of something like this. Um, I think I said to you guys like. My usual way of helping people that are down at the moment would be either, you know, you know, back up, there's going to be work out there, you're great, and, you know, obviously work's pretty hard to find for people at the moment, or, you know, come around, or, you know, I'll cook you a dinner, or let's go to the pub, or, you know, all the usual things of support just I'm finding hard because they're just not there. So it's good to be involved in something as great as this. Um, so, yeah, the, for the people that um, might not be aware of it, it's just from Other Half Brewing out of Brooklyn and New York. They set this up. Um, for breweries all around the world to join in. Um, they created a base recipe that was fairly adaptable to different styles and invited breweries all around the world to um, release their version of the altogether beer. Um, and the only stipulation really was to base the can around the supply to artwork and that you had to help support um, a local initiative for um, displaced and um, uh, hospitality workers who are just obviously going through a really challenging time right now and most of them their world probably just changed overnight so um, yeah it's, it's really great to be a part of it we're releasing a hazy IPA um, in collaboration with Carwin Sellers um, and also uh, um, Maha Go um, with Shane Delia so he's um, personally getting behind it and cooking some um, really fantastic meals um, so the big, like, really healthy and nutritious meals um, that, you know, it's not much, but it's something that, you know, one part of the whole beer world can do for another part um, during these hard times. So, Zoe, the idea is that the proceeds from one, from each slab will provide two meals for um, for hospo staff who are out of a gig. Yeah, so two-person meal. So it'll be like a healthy size um, and it's obviously going to be really high quality coming from Shane Delia as well. So healthy, nutritious, um, yeah, just just something that we can do um, just to help, you know, the bigger beer community. Um, you know, obviously beer is such a social thing at the very heart of it all. Um, so, yeah, to be able to do something that just help the people that, you know, help make beer, what it, the beer community, what it is so much, um, yeah, it's it's... it's good to be a part of and you know just be one of many breweries around the world that are able to um, take this on and from the first week of may uh no so so from friday the third so day after tomorrow you'll be able to pre-order cases for 78 schmackaroonies and yep. they'll begin shipping in the first week of may have i got Beautiful. that right yep yep that's right and um six packs will be available through the carlin website as well so yeah, yep. there's um, yeah, the more people that can get behind it, just means the more people we can help. Um, and yeah, a hazy IPA, so everyone hopefully will be happy with that. And um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to drinking some. Um, I gather so, yeah. the head brewer may not be happy with hazy uh, because <laughs> uh, Paul Bowker has commented in the uh, chat room. Uh, Prof, can you please put in a consoling call to John Selton after the show, who obviously has had to make a, a hazy beer against his will? Uh, well, I just saw that uh, Breno Guild, formerly of the public brewery, has just been put on. He doesn't mind a hazy, so I reckon it's an apprentice job. <laughs> right, okay. I reckon John can wash his hands of that one. Well, I think that was Ben Krause's. Uh, I can't remember which brewer I was speaking to, but yeah, the, the attitude of brewery owners is, is to most hazies, oh, it, 
we, we need to keep the young brewers engaged and give them a project to work on. So it's almost <laughs> like uh, child mining for uh, young brewers. Oh, that's the thing with these millennials. You've got to powder their ass. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that. You're going to get us in trouble. Zoe, one of the reasons we wanted to have a bit of a chat was, I mean, obviously it's a very challenging time for breweries and I've seen some really good proactive messaging um, coming out from businesses. Do you have any tips for what is, um, you know, how businesses should be, you know, carrying their brand at the moment? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I can't sit here and give a golden ticket answer to that. It's such a crazy time and every day is different. Um, but essentially what and the, the people that are doing it good and the people that we're remembering um, are, if we're using breweries in this example, are the ones who are really connecting and recognising and communicating with their their own tribe, their own community. Um, you know, I know I've been on here before harping on about knowing who your customer is and, you know, in a time like now, it's just more than important than ever. So, you know, you really, you're under pressure, resources are tighter than ever, you know, you're watching every dollar more than ever, you know, really use this time to know who you're pitching to, who you're selling to, who, who you're talking to um, and use your time and your resources and your sanity wisely um you know it's so important to you know if you're in a a, a regional town like make sure everyone in your town you know that's your they're your allies right there um you know if you've got a facebook page you know facebook has great insights that are just readily available on you know who is interacting with you the most where they live um you know where they're from you can target them and you know really talk to them directly and um in real like clear and calm and like real and real messages um you know this communications are really interesting right now in regards to that you know if if your business was fa- facing a threat say six months ago well, it obviously wasn't COVID-19 you probably wouldn't be like that too open about you know we're about to go bust you know buy beer from me where now like we're in a really unusual position where businesses and customers are in the same boat so there's already that shared um you know that sense that we are in this together and we're all facing our own threats and our our own challenges but you know i can help someone else out and i like what this brand does this this brand has already spoken to me i'm already a customer um it feels good now to support them. Um, and, you know, we can just apply that in our everyday lives, the cafes around you and the local businesses and restaurants. You know, there's a lot of people, um, you know, probably ordering takeaway or delivery from their local cafe that never even had it, you know, two weeks ago. So there's a real sense of community that we're all craving right now, which is only going to get stronger the more cut off and isolated that we're going to you know, I'm assuming we'll all be forced to be. Um, so, yeah, use your use your time wisely to really talk to these people in the right way with the right messages. Um, yeah, I think that there's a real strength in that, and it's it's going to be the best bang for buck. Like you you're going to have a lot more chance of someone like that buying your beer than you know doing just a Facebook post that's going to scatter kind of approach across Australia. Um, you know, if you're a Melbourne brewery, like focus on Melbourne, if you're in Sydney, focus on Sydney and just you know, really talk to your tribe and now more than ever. So if you, um, and when we do get through all this on the other side, they're already there for you. You know, they're, they're already there to welcome back in and they'll be wanting to so much because, 
you know, again, we're all cut off. Everyone will want to be back out and supporting each other and celebrating and, you know, getting back to my previous comment about freedom, you know, just the fact that we can just get out again and go to the pub or go to the brewery, um, you know, that will be just so much more valued than ever before. And Zoe, is it, are there two separate elements to this? There's, there's one while we're all in lockdown and we don't have the pubs open and all that side of things. But then, as, as we say, we're talking about the other side, is there a different messaging then um, to sort of, I guess, piggyback off what you're doing now? Because for me, I think the... The message, like you say, is 100% important, but so is, the, I guess, the frequency um, because there's so much coming through. If you're seeing mm. the same thing from your, your one brewery and it's not, and they're not telling you something different, um, is that important? And then into, you know, when we come out the other side, what's yeah, the, yeah, is, is the message absolutely, absolutely. different? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I saw a stat the other day that Australian internet traffic is expected to go up um, 40% because of COVID-19. So, like, that, that's that is a sheer number <laughs> I'm kind of still getting my head around. So that in itself just shows how much more will be online, but then also how many businesses will just be talking so much more online. And you've got to remember, it's not just your voice and it's not just your beer competitor. It will be every single business out there possible. Um, yeah. You know, it's not, it's not just wineries. It's not just distilleries it's going to be banks it's going to be insurance it's going to be you're you we it's going to be as cluttered as it's ever ever has been so yeah definitely knowing again who your consumer is and the messages they want to hear if they're getting a message from you twice a day that you know you've, you've got growlers available at your cellar door that's going to wear thin pretty quick but if you keep your content engaging honest real calm um and really clear um you know you've often what we want to say is not the way the customer wants to read it or hear it. So really understanding what it is that your customers want um, and how they're going to take in that information that you want to share with them. Um, yeah. And yeah, frequency is again, like when we go into panic stations, we might feel the right thing is to like, if we just let them know every, you know, every 12 hours that we're here. Um, but then yeah, if you put yourself in their shoes, if they're getting that from every single business, um, yeah, it's not really the It just makes experience. it harder to remember the message too, doesn't it? Which oh, I guess uh, leads to my, you know, my concern about how do we change um, when it's all over in terms of thanking people for their support or saying, you know, come and visit us or, you know, without feeling like, you know, everyone's going to be cap in hand, but, but you, you obviously want mm -hmm. to act as if you don't need the money. Oh, I think it's okay to be real about it. I think, you know, everyone, um, you know, businesses are facing the same threats and emotions as people are like, you know, people are scared for their jobs, just like people are, um, business owners are worried about keeping their business afloat. So I think there's, again, like this once, like I've certainly never been in a marketing position where it, the businesses have been on par in emotions with the general public. Like, you know, there's normally someone pulling the strings where, you know, COVID's just put it, made it all an even playing field. So I, again, like, it's not, I think, a case of like putting your cap out though, but just celebrating like that community helped got, get you through it. And, you know, the reality is we, we couldn't have done it without you. We would have gone under or we would have had to lay more people off or we wouldn't have been able to keep our doors as open as long as we could. You know, every single case at the moment is helping make a difference. So I think it's okay to kind of go, you know, thanks guys. Like it's because of you and it, the, the fact they've already shown that they're so willing to be engaged, even if it's not in money, even if they're just 
you know, if they can't support you by buying a product, but they're still liking your Facebook post and they're still trying to stay connected with you, if that's that's incredible. Like the, that really is invaluable having that that trust from a consumer that you're just their number one brand um, and you know, you've done something right along the way to make them want that and and want to keep hearing from you. Um, you might be you know the bright spark in their day of you know. Uh, a heavy news day, you know, seeing something you know beer going down the line, and even if they're not in a position to buy it, they're still connected to your brand in some way. Um, so yeah, post all this, you know, you've, you've got that community. Um, hopefully, you're building on it now, and just building the strengths on that. Um, you know, we, we've all got those brands that we're just so connected to, and some of them you might not even remember how. Whether it's you know you, your footy club, it could be your car, um, you know. It, Banks, that's usually for a different reason and they just make it too messy to sometimes try and leave. But, you know, once you tend to buy a car, you tend to kind of stick with that that type of car for a while. Or, yeah, footy clubs are a classic example. And whether it's mm. your dad that got you into it or um, something completely different, um, you know, that's a really loyal bond. And beer's the same. Like, you know, we all know those drinkers that, you know, they just – well, we're them ourselves. We definitely all have our, our favourite that we, you know, there's something about it and it's more than whatever's in the in the glass. It's There's something about that brand that actually speaks to us. Um, and so, yeah, it's just about embracing that community and just, you know, recognising that they are while, we, while we're here. And I know I've, I'm repeating myself from a previous show, but, you know, once you're, if you're a home brewer, the moment you start commercially selling your beer, you're not a, you're not a brewer anymore. You're a business owner and you've got to think about the people that are keeping you in business and that's your customers, um, whether they're trade or um, consumer. Um, you know, you, you've got to really identify that they're the reason you're there and you've got to be doing the right thing by them because um, they're the ones that are you know, keeping your doors open and that's more true now than ever. Yeah. Well, Zoe, we better let you go because um, – so. Carwin Sellers, Brick Lane, Maha Restaurant and Other Half Brewing Company is the, the, the family, if you like, behind um, Altogether Beer. Mm-hmm. And if orders – now, orders – you can start making orders for this beer, 6.2% hazy IPA, 375ml cans on Friday. Is that through yep. the Carwin website? So through the Brick Lane website and the Carwin Sellers website. Got it. So either of those. Excellent. Yeah. And we'll um, be putting – that something together on the website tomorrow. So um, I saw that you've sent us a media release um, or some information through and I'll uh, manage to get that. If not in the show notes, certainly it'll be out on our site tomorrow. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, and and, Matt, and Matt thank you for the very... support in that. Every, every case sold helps you know someone else out, out there. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's really appreciated by all the people that are behind um, our little part in the whole big project. So thank you so much for that. No, and that's why we're happy to get behind it, Zoe. As I say, we can, you know, we can't mention everyone, and if you mention somebody, you'll leave somebody out. Um, but we thought with this one, because the the end result um, is just such a good one in terms of feeding um, the hospo people, then you know, happy to get on board. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So Zoe Ottaway, thanks for joining us on the antidote. Thank you for having me back. Pleasure. <laughs> no it We'll see you back in the uh, in the chat room shortly. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, just we're we're pushing the time out a little bit. It's, no, forty-five minutes is about is, is about normal. No, no, forty. It's, it's been going for forty-five minutes, and and that was all great content. Going, so uh, but we've we've been aiming at half an hour. 
Yeah, but we'll anyway. be, we always aim half an hour and go 15. It's all good. Now, coming up for the rest of the week, we're hoping to catch up with uh, Dave the Dodger Padden um, at some point during the week. Uh, but tomorrow, we touch base with Tazzy uh, as we chat with the beer healer and Moo Brews, Dave McGill. Absolutely, we do. And our second guest um, is TBA at this Ooh, stage. Okay. To be advised. Okay, no. <laughs> like, TBC. You know, to, to be, be confirmed? Well, yeah. Well, TBD in that case to be decided. Well, again, I, I like to see what happens overnight and in the morning. So if there is something that is uh, a little bit more topical and relevant, um, we, we can cover that. So, uh, yeah. No worries. And we've done very well in terms of uh, officially launching uh, the Antidotes Band Words Bingo. Um, so the, the words we're looking for, unprecedented, pivot, the other side, which I said, I thought, oh, we're speaking to Steve Finney, so we'll probably let that one slide for today. Uh, fluid situation, handed a lifeline, all in this together, and interesting times. <laughs> and I think we ticked most of them tonight, so well done, everyone. Bingo. <laughs> That's it. Um, Matt, thanks for joining us again. Matt, looking forward to catching up with you in the morning for Bruce News Week, our regular show, and then in the afternoon for, for the next episode of this. The antidote. No worries at all. And uh, thank you very much to everyone in the... Um, the chat room, uh, some of the comments, yeah, really good. I'm just trying to think of the Wayne's World stuff. Oh, start counting yourselves in. Okay, yeah, got that. Thanks, boys. All right, we'll see if we can uh, we can do that. Um, but thanks again, and we'll see you all again tomorrow. Matt, hit the strum. Antidote, excellent, Matt and Pete, party time. We'll see if that'll catch on. And tomorrow I'll try and count myself in. We're we still recording. Yeah. Is the chat room still open? I just say we're out. And we're out.